welcome to the Irish Arsenal Gunner Podcast. It's Tuesday the 17th of January. I'm your host, as always, Jonathan Giles. Um, I'm joined by my weekly guests, um, as always, um, Carl Ozzy Osborne. How are you, Carl? I'm good, mate. I'm very well. Craig Smith, how are you, Craig? How are you, Johnny? Too bad, Paul. And a welcome back to um, Lottie Brown. How are you, Charlotte? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. I'm still sitting on cloud nine from Sunday. So I think we all are, to be honest with you. And so was Ramsdale after getting that kick up to yours as well. Yeah. <laughs> More ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, it's As always, um, you can catch our show on the Dublin Arsenal YouTube channel. And you can catch us on Instagram as well. Just go to uh, Dublin Arsenal and that. And Martin Stoneville will be adding daily content. And you can catch our show uh, within 24 hours from um, tonight as well. Uh, thanks to our sponsor, clubgolf.co.uk. Use Dublin Arsenal 10 for a 10% discount at the checkout. And as always, you can catch all our matches um, throughout the season in the official supporters pub. Um, the River Bar in Dublin City Centre, that's where you can catch on the lads, as always, um, and week on week now, with us winning nearly week on week, the pub is literally packed out, so it's great to see, and um, long may continue. Uh, last week's stats was 62 views, 6 likes, and we're up to 2,800 subscribers now, so um, we're going really well, and hopefully we can keep growing uh, over the next 4 or 5 months. Um, on this week's show, we'll be reviewing <laughs> we'll be reviewing our away success to Tottenham Hotspur, of course, two 0 win over the field. Uh, we'll also be re- previewing um, our big clash at this Sunday against um, Manchester United at home, four uh, thirty kickoff, isn't it? And for that one, and um, at the end of the show, uh, some transfer chat as well. Um, about the possible arrival of Rafinha um, and the loss of um, Modric and Felix, two big blows. But um, on Sunday, you wouldn't really realise this. And this is what Modric is missing. <laughs> so, Modric, are you listening? <laughs> this, this is what you're missing <laughs> on a Tuesday evening and <laughs> and the weekend. He's probably, probably going to tune in. He's probably going to know Yeah. You're no longer welcome at the Emirates, Michaela Mudrick. <laughs> um, I'd just like to say, I'd like to thank Thomas Carroll that left a comment on last week's show in regards to Craig. Uh, Craig says he doesn't know him from Adam. <laughs> so I'd like to thank Thomas, the Dublin nurse and fan pack is heading out. He says, uh, keep Craig on the show every week. He makes great comments. <laughs> Don't know who this fellow is, but thanks very much. <laughs> um, I, it should really be the host getting compliments, but um, yeah, I, I'm still waiting. <laughs> but I'll keep putting the effort in, like the, the team we, we have, and maybe I'll get there in the end. Um, so we kick uh, off as usual um, with the review of uh, Sunday's tune-in away win, caused by um, Saka. And Martin Odegaard with a screamer again from long range. He's having some season. Um, I thought the first half, I think we'd all agree, was pretty fontless, you know. I thought the midfields of um, Jacket, Party and Odegaard were just immense. Um, one comment left under the Sky Sports um, 
Premier League video where they stick up straight after the match was saying that was the that midfield three is the best they've seen in Europe and that was by four or five people and that that shows how far Granite Jack has come because we knew Party and Odegaard had it in them but to get that compliment it, it is nice to see it shows other fans from other clubs are seeing us as potential potential champions there I say it um, yeah look brilliant um, brilliant to get the double over sports since 2013-14 didn't think it was that long to me and Ozzy were talking about there on Sunday that pile driver from Rosicki was the la- was the time we got it Um it leaves his top with 47 points. Um, Clear City by eight, isn't it? Eight points. Um, and United to come. Um, I'll come to you, Lottie, since you're coming back to us. What did you make of the game on um, Sunday? Oh, it was one of the best games I've seen at, at the lane. Um, it's funny you mentioned that Rosicki goal. That was the last time I was at the lane as well. So <laughs> It's one of, one of my favourite goals by him. He's, he's still one of my favourite players ever for us in an Arsenal shirt. Um, but game it was electric didn't sleep the night before as usual as I do every season been awake nearly 36 hours by the time the game came round oh, I'm just glad it got there the night the, the, the Tolleton was electric sound songs going and everything and there was just no like how do I put this I hate when we play other teams and I hear Tottenham songs I will not sing them so there was no hesitation I've just about got my voice back <laughs> um <laughs> So, Ozzy can confirm how long, how loud I can be for sure. Yeah, very loud. Very loud. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, no, the game was brilliant. Like you could just see coming out tunnels. You see that that shot and Martin Odegaard. You know the game's already done. He's came to play, and that's what he did. And it's just, I find that with more games, he when he always starts, we've always got better leadership leadership on the pitch. I don't know about you guys, but at Oxford, there was no leadership on that pitch at all. They were lost without him for me, personally. And it's just always great to see him back up and running. I know we've got to rotate, but there isn't. if you haven't got Granite Xhaka on there, there isn't a leader there. So, but in terms of the game, it was just, it was it was brilliant. We were all over them, rattled them from the, first, from the, minute, from the minute the whistle went. And I loved every minute of it. Yeah, um, Party's pile driver in the fourth half to hit the crossbar reminds you of the shot he had at home when we won 3 1. You know, he was in one of those to, to that form, wasn't he? He very little got past our midfield. Second half, he took our foot off the gas, but he always expected that. You know, we were never going to go 90 miles an hour again. But I think, um, I know myself and Ozzy were saying Sunday, and Kaji had a good few chances that probably deserved to go. You know, Larise didn't have one of his better days, and he's had a few of them against us. He he dropped a few clangers now and again, you know. And when you compare him to Ramsdale, who had seven good saves over that match, mostly from Kane and Son, his alertness compared to Larise, you know, he's he's a future England number one. I, to be honest, if it was Gareth Southgate myself, I'd pick him over uh, Pickford. Hands down, you know, I think Pickford's a mistake as well, waiting to happen in the game. But it shows how far Ramsdale has come since his time with Sheffield United and Bournemouth over the last three or four seasons, you know. Um, and definitely my man of the match would have been Aaron Ramsdale, you know, for those saves at them um, crucial times, you know, because Spurs that had their chances and it could have easily been, could have been easily been a draw on any other day. But the way we're playing this season, um, you could see we're really up for it. Um, 
Uh, Ozzy, what did you make of the match Sunday? <clears throat> so firstly, what, what a game, what a game that was. Um, I, I know we've talked about this on Sunday, but for me, that, that sent, you said the central midfield of Shaka Thomas and um, Odegaard, really. And with Zinchenko popping into that midfield, midfield yeah. as well. You're not going to see a better midfield performance than that in the Premier League. Um, Saar and Holberg just didn't know what to do with them. Um, and then... What compliments that so well is he's a front three of Martinelli, Saka and Eddie. Um, and, and just the, the, the little battles we saw all over the pitch, really. Martinelli versus Romero. Romero didn't know what to do. Lucky didn't get sent off. Um, he'd done an absolute job on him. Saka, for me, was absolutely terrifying. Their defence constantly. He was pulling three men out. He was trying to double up on him. At this point, Holberg was getting drawn into that. So he had three men on him, which just created that room for people like Martin Odegaard to come into that space and, and do what he did. And he, his, his finish and his goal was fantastic. But then Saka was the first. Um, yeah, it was a bad mistake with Lloris, but, you know, um, it was coming. It was coming in those for that, 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 that opening, opening stage of the game. And I just, I just think our midfield is, is just so solid. Um, and, and Xhaka and Tom Spott is so important um, for, for how we play. Um, Thomas Party, for me, it's a faultless performance. Other, other than he probably should have scored out as volley, uh, you know, he had a go at it, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, but, but honestly, you know, that front three. Um, I know we're saying we're going to miss Jesus. Eddie's a completely different player to that, but he was tireless. And I'm going to um, both my cap to Eamon really and say it's on behalf of Eamon. I thought Eddie and Ketty was fantastic. He was tireless running. Yes, he didn't get a goal. He had a few chances, and, and yeah. but he all he could, you know, he hit the target on them. Um, but yeah, he, he might have should have done maybe could have done better. But his runs, his his movement, um, what he was doing off the ball, um, and and you know, I thought he did a great performance for Eddie. He just he just needed a goal to cap it really. And I think he'd have been hands down man in the match if he got a goal. But um, there were players on the pitch. Um, for me, Saka and Martinelli just absolutely took their defence apart. Um, and that was just allowed, allowed to do that because our midfield was so strong. And that's where we won the game. Um, Dinchenko was phenomenal. Um, for me, he was one of my contenders for Man of the Match, hadn't he not gone off. Um, but he was he was brilliant. Ben White was fantastic again. Didn't um, Son only had one real chance, didn't he? Um, I think in that game, and Saliba and Gabriel and Ramsdale, you you know you just look pretty. I've said your whole eleven there, but all of them had a, had a, had a fantastic performance. But um, but yeah, no, um, you know Harry Kane didn't get his goal against us. Um, there was that bit for just for half time where I thought I'd give a penalty. I don't know how, how everyone else thought about that. Um, but yeah, no, it's a it's a fantastic result. Um, Yes, they were going to come at us in the second half. I think, you know, it's inevitable we're playing and we're playing at their place. There was going to be a period where they'd dominate and we rode that. Um yeah, we've had a few chances. I was going I was going to it at home. Um and and yeah, but we, we stood firm and we got the two nil. And I'm gonna say I, I did tell you guys to put a bet on two nil and the last yeah, pod. So if you listened and took my advice, um <laughs> I did say two nil and I got, you know, I know some people were surprised by that, but I was confident about this and I think we've seen what this team um, it was a fantastic performance and roll on Sunday. Um, I think it's going to be a tougher fixture um, on Sunday, but yeah, you know what? I've got every confidence in our team again, and I think we can do it. Yeah, when you when you when you just said there, Ozzy, they every every player the force eleven all played a blind or deserved man of the match shows how far we've come over the last two or three seasons because the amount of stick that we would have given. 
players if we lost the Spurs, you know, which we have done at Whitehead Lane. Over to that, you know, shows home and away this season against them. We just blew them off the pitch. You could see Conte was just like, God, here we not, go. You know. Not a single player shied away to the occasion. And I think last season we saw quite an immature side. Um, and it just shows how far they've come. I think the characters they showed. Um, there was no, they didn't shy away from any fight. They, every time, every battle, I think we've won man for man. Um, and, and you could see Tottenham were dejected. And so were their fans as well. Um, yeah. I have the hindsight of seeing a few videos from the Spurs fans and it was just silence. Um, and they like recording themselves that lot. So um, it was it was quite interesting to watch a few of the videos of them just sitting <laughs> in silence and being frustrated. So actually doing it a few days later, this podcast is showed us some good insights of how, how quiet it was in that stadium. But again, credit to our fans. Fantastic as well. What our fans yeah, are brilliant. 100%. Yeah. It's like we won the title at the lane on Sunday because the celebrations at the end from the away fans was like back in 2004 you know um, it's just great times when you just beat sports at their place it really is it doesn't happen very often so you have to soak it in Craig um, how did you find um, another away day win against the sports yeah it was a brilliant win um, you know I was, I was actually quietly confident going into this derby I don't know why Um Normally before our derby, I'm kind of, you know, very concerned and worried that we're going to get a spanking because, you know, let's be honest, in the derbies, you know, most of the wins come from the home team. It's just because, you know, they're at the backing of the fans and, you know, playing at the Emirates or playing at the, the Tottenham. Well, I don't, I don't even know what that stadium is called now, but anyways, Tottenham Hotspur Arm- Stadium. Armitage uh, Shanks fans, Arena, mate. Called? Armitage Shanks Arena, it's named after a toilet. <laughs> 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 Sorry, that's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, the the home team tends to win these games, so uh, I was uh, I was a bit worried. Um, and it, you know, the club had a difficult week. Um, is everyone there? Yeah, go ahead, Craig. Yeah, yeah so the club had a difficult week. Um, you know, losing Modric to Chelsea, so uh, a loss on Sunday would have been uh, would have been de- devastating, and a lot of fans would have. Uh, would have been, uh, you know, kind of on Twitter venting their frustration about that. But, um, you know, look, a lot of, you know, Ozzy and Lottie have touched on a lot of points there. Um, I think the first half, we absolutely dominated Spurs. Um, it was very similar to the Chelsea game at Stamford Bridge, um, where, you know, we just kind of played Spurs off the park. The, the first kind of five minutes, they tried to press us, but it wasn't working for them. Um Zinchenko again, you know, what a game he had. You know, he just dropped into midfield with Party and Jackie and Odegaard and Sports didn't know what to do. You know, it was four against two at times against Sarah and uh, Heiberg. They just they had no answer for it. Um, you know, first goal, yeah, Lloris makes a mistake there. It's, it's not his fourth this season. Um, I think his career is kind of dwindling down. I think Sports will definitely go for a keeper in the summer. Um you know, it was, a, it was a very poor mistake. Uh, and then the second goal with Odegaard, you know, it was a good hit. But then, again, you could maybe question the keeper. Um, if that was Ramsdale letting that in from 25 yards out, you know, I have questions about it. Um, the first half, again, you know, when the second goal went in, I was delighted. But I was kind of saying, you know, because we were so good and sports were so bad in that half, I was kind of hoping for the tour to come in because I knew second half sports were going to come back and, you know, come at us because... If they got a goal, 
I wish they didn't, you know, they kind of their tails would have been up and the fans would have, you know, been cheering them on. So, uh, you know, again, Ramsdale had an amazing game. Some of the saves were absolutely brilliant. You know, a save against Sessignon. Yeah. So if he doesn't get that, you know, we're 2-1 up and it's still a half an hour to go. Yeah. And, you know, we yeah. drop points there, you know, they come back to all and, you know, Spurs always tend to get their penalty against us, but luckily this time we didn't. As Ozzy said earlier on, I said, I actually thought he pointed to the penalty spot the first half when the, when the whistle blew because he pointed to the spot and Hoiberg was rolling around on the ground. So I said, here we go. Here's Kane breaking the record. <laughs> Trying to get Jimmy Reeves' record. So um, I was nearly having a heart attack when that penalty, when that was given. But uh, thank God. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if it was given or was it not given or did it bar? I don't think it was given. But... No, no, I don't think. I think he put in goal kick or something. It wasn't it. I don't know where it got confused. Yeah. Who knows, Who knows what happened on there? Then... Uh, the second half then look we suffered a, bit, a little bit they, they, had, they had their chances but I think that was always going to happen you know Spurs are kind of team I think we went 2-0 up we kind of set back and said you know let, let Spurs kind of come at us and see what they're, what, what they're about but you know we had a few chances and apart from the session you know, I don't think any of the chances are you know too serious um, again I think towards second half we did tire a little bit uh, you know Arteta bringing on Tommy Astio and Tierney and putting Tierney left wing just kind of shows you the lack of attacking options we have now. Um, I know we have touched on it in the previous podcasts. Um, maybe Spinner always wasn't fit enough to come on maybe a little bit earlier to give us uh, Martinelli a break. But, you know, it's so vital that we get one or two players in because, you know, this was what we have now. I know we'll get Jesus back maybe, but from listening to Arteta, you know, it doesn't sound like he's going to be back anytime soon. I think it could be maybe, you know, mid-March that we're looking at now for him. And there's still seven or eight games between that to play. So, when um, the Europa League comes around, and that's going to be a game, you know, towards your Sunday. So yeah, you know, I think it's really yeah. important that we uh, that we do um, have one or two players. But look, it's not like we haven't won in what there in nine years. So um, I'll take the two 0 win. And like uh, as a lot you were saying, you know, Sunday's going to be a very tough game. Um, a lot of United fans, you know, I think they're back in the title race. So it'd be good to beat them and you know shut them up because. I personally think we're a lot better than them. We definitely owe them one. Yeah. Um, because they shouldn't have beat us at Old Trafford. It was yeah. a disgrace that got that goal being overturned by Martinelli. So, yeah. you know, I really hope we're up for it because we definitely we do owe them one. And similar to the, the Liverpool game, you know, I was very nervous coming to that last October. We beat them 3 3 1 or 3 2. I think it was 3 2. Yeah. Oh, that's a game, you know, and we were absolutely brilliant that day. So, I think um, I think, I think we beat Sport, uh, United on Sunday. I really do. Yeah, I can't. Um, our home form's impeccable, isn't it? Um, only Newcastle have got a point off us at home, and you know, and it shows how far we've come under our tet in such a small space of time. You know, uh, um, um, there was an unsavory moment at the end, um, regarding the Spurs fan being able to get as close to Ramsdale and kicking him in the back, um. As Ramsey says, it's a petty incident, you know. He's not not injured, not hurt, but um, ho- hopefully that fan will be banned by Spores and set an example. Because regardless of a derby or whatever, you don't want to see that happening, do you? Like, you know, you wouldn't do it in a workplace. And you should, certain as Ramsey says, that is their workplace week and week out. They're entitled to. 
go about their business, you know, but when it gets to that stage, have any, is any comments on what happens? Just well, disgraceful, isn't it? Well, it is disgraceful, but I've, I've heard that they're not actually going to, they're going to give him a stadium man, they're going to give him a 12-year season ticket as punishment. Um, so we have to, have to watch the Spurs for the next 12 years. Um, and he still won't see a trophy blessing. So, um, but, but yeah, no, yeah, it's it a nice sentence being a sports man. <laughs> he, he suffered enough, bless him. So let's 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 say let's say that much. But no, all all, all joking aside, it's disgraceful. It shouldn't, it shouldn't have happened. And, and the fact that some some mainstream media like Talk Sport coming out and saying that Ramsdale shouldn't have done what he done. He kissed a badge and celebrated a win at Spurs. So he's absolutely within his right to do that. Um, I completely I agree, Ozzy. Completely agree. You know, I seen Jim White earlier on Talk yeah. Sport saying blaming Ramsdale. How does Ramsdale, you know, give a little bit to the sports fans, make a fan come on, kick him? It's absolutely ridiculous. And I won't even, I won't really say my opinion on Richard Keyes because if I do, I'll say something that I shouldn't. Because yeah. <laughs> we all know what you want to say. You know, he's blaming Arteta for the players' behaviours and the fan coming on and assaulting him. Richard Keyes actually, there should be a restraining order against Richard Keyes and Arteta because he seems to have, um, yeah, he seems to have a really in for him because. He, every week he's going about Arteta, Arteta, Arteta. But look, we're doing so well. The the media are waiting for us to fall away, and you know, and we're not going to fall away. Hopefully. What did you make of it, Lottie? What the incident? Uh, it's it's it's, dis- it's disgraceful. I mean, we've all seen the social media posts. I don't know if you've seen the fan view one. But sure, just stand there, laughed, and let him walk over the line. He stood there and laughed. Yeah. So he's clearly not doing his job properly, and I hope his employer looks at that. He doesn't deserve to be working in any form of football stadium. Um, but yeah, no, it's disgraceful. You said, what, who was that? Was that from the steward? The steward, the steward, the steward that he walked past, he stood yeah, there and smiled. If you watch it back slowly, you'll see it. And it's, it's, it's all over Twitter. And of course. That could have easily been, sorry, Lottie, that could have easily been a knife that lad was carrying, you know. Exactly. Or, you know, exactly. like, cause it, it, like, you know. Although yeah. everyone gets searched on entry. You yeah. still see people in, throughout the stadium, the way and home, and they still have flares and everything else. So it could have been snuck in. Yeah. And like, yeah. you can't have that when you're in your workplace. It's like someone walking into your own workplace and attacking you, and your boss yeah. not doing anything about it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's the first time I've seen that now in a long, long time. I, and yeah, it's the first time in a long time. You might see it a bit more in the lower leagues. Yeah. You know, there was that incident with the water bottle. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys still that over social media. It happens in the lower leagues, but in top flight football, you don't expect that. No, no, you don't expect that. You expect the stewards to be doing their jobs, although they can't physically touch you, they can stop you. Yeah, because um, there's a, there's a limit to what they can actually do to fans within the grounds themselves, um, without the police getting involved. But yeah, no, it's just it's just disgraceful. And of course, the power of Ars- Arsenal Twitter has already found him. He's everywhere. He's all over my all over my social media this yeah. morning. He's just been charged. He's just been charged. Oh, has he? Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, and I have to say hats off to Arteta for dragging the players away, in particular Zaki again. I'm just so relieved he lost his end, his, his head post-match, because yeah. Yeah. this is the game I worry about him. Yeah, It's the one game that's going to wor- worry about any other game, I don't care, that the, the, this particular fixture... There's a red card. You know, you know what we're talking, saying about Granite Shaka though. Someone mm-hmm. on John, someone I follow on Twitter, is um, he goes for every home and away. To be honest, and he was saying about Granite Shaka, and I, I sort of posed a question: Has there been a bigger turnaround in the player, not in my in my history, than Granite Shaka? How he's turned things around? What no. what 
what yeah. what an achievement he's done, you know. Um, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, and it shows, I think a lot of credit probably has to go to Arteta as well for getting his head back in the game, you know, because another bad season or two, and I say he could have possibly been out the door, that was any other manager, you know. Arteta seems to put his arm around players that are willing to work for him. Well, Roma and, put in the 12 million bid, didn't they? And, and yeah, was, yeah. He could have so, went. Well, imagine, imagine, that, imagine if that Jack is the captain without the armband. Yeah, I think he's better off, Craig, without the armband. Yeah, he's shown Yeah, I think it was probably too much pressure on him. Yeah, you know, because he he too much desire, maybe, and maybe that's what roiled him at time. You know, because he had to be the face of the club. You know, and um, no, but I have to say, Chenchenko has been great coming in and out of left back into midfield when he has to. You know, he just he's so effortless, isn't it? Like so fluid. You know, Mm. it's like he's always been at Arsenal. You know, and. It's when, when you look get... at the team, though, when you look at the whole, you know, whole, well, I can, I'm looking at the team right now in front of me, and, and there's so many captains on that pitch. There's yeah. so many captains. You, you wouldn't mind Gabriel having that armband. You wouldn't mind mm-hmm. Salibas, even though he's young. Even Ramsdale. Tinko, Ramsdale, yeah. White, Odegaard, Xhaka, Saka. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? You just look for it. Yeah. They're, they're all, not, you know, it wasn't that long ago since we had a team of people who wouldn't show up when, when they needed to. So Yeah. yeah. It shows a lot, doesn't it, when you have so many players ready to become leaders of a team, you know, and for you know, it's, it's just great. It's great to be top of the table, isn't it? Um, before we move on, I suppose we go to our man of the match. I suppose uh, it's definitely Ramsdale for me. Um, Craig, who is your man of the match Sunday? Um, I, I would, I, I do agree with you, Johnny, probably Ramsdale, but I probably haven't, I didn't speak to him, I speak about him yet. Gabriel was immense. <laughs> I thought he was so good. Uh, yeah. I think he's been so good all season. Um, I just thought I think he bullied Kane. Didn't give him a sniff really. Yeah. Had a couple of chances Kane, but I just think this season he's been very consistent. You know, he makes makes the odd mistake here and there, but I think he was absolutely brilliant on uh, on Sunday. Yeah. Um, Thomas Carroll, are you listening? <laughs> your mate spoken <laughs> another fan pack will be heading out to you if you make a right comment <laughs> more Merlo than Perlo um, Ozzy <laughs> who is your man in the match you mentioned Merlo and then you come to me why Why would you do that <laughs> um, Bukayo Saka for me um, just on the fact that how he just you know a lot of he, he was offered an outlet he pulled players around the pitch he disrupted their midfield and I think that's where a lot of our play came from so so yeah uh, Bukayo Saka for me, 100%. Yeah, Lottie, who stood out for you? Oh, it's going to be Martin Odegaard for me. He's just a joy to watch week in, week out. Yeah. And that got, and those goals are just getting better and better. It's one North yeah. London derby I'm not going to forget. No. For sure. Isn't it yeah. great that we all have different picks? Yeah. Normally, yeah. Normally, yeah. Old, isn't it? Yeah. normally, you know, maybe in years previous, we've been struggling to pick a man of the match. So. Yeah. <laughs> It's it, we've and we've had I think last week and the week before Aussie's been on the last two as well. They've all been different picks again, haven't they? And it shows, as you said, the four, that that eleven on the pitch, every one of them are outstanding. And he's you probably give it to the whole eleven if you could. But, <laughs> you know, it's it can't be too greedy. Um, yeah, it's just brilliant. Um, 
I'd like to say on behalf of Eamon and Ian as well, they went for Enketia and ran in the match, didn't they? And I threw yeah. probably our previous chat. So, so yeah, so, uh, he, he deserves a special he, mention. He's for been them. running that as well since that Boxing Day victory over West Ham. He's been exceptional since he's taken over the mantle from Jesus. So hats off to Eddie, you know. Um, it could be hard for Jesus to get back, you know, if he keeps this up, you know, <laughs> and that's a great headache to have, you know. Um, and I'm glad he is taking on the challenge of Jesus because he could have, you know, it's it's a lot of pressure on a young man's shoulders, you know. Taking, you know, it's a, it can be a lonely position when you're up there on your own as well. But um, he's got Martin Ennie and Saka beside him, which is great, you know. Uh, that leaves his top uh, with 47 points. Um, it's 15 wins, two draws, one defeat, 42 scored and 14 conceded, which is just great, you know. Um, it's. 14 can see it's just it's like the old days isn't it with semen and goal you, you, know, you never can see the more than 30 in a season um, that brings us on to our preview of Sunday's game against Man United at 430 on Sky Sports um, United nine wins in a row now isn't it they've had nine victories in a row um, as Craig said a few minutes ago very unlucky not to I think we should have possibly won at Old Trafford Martin oh, Ennis called Hundred percent should have stood. I think we'd all agree. Ridiculous decision, um, because you know he'd have done that that tackle numerous times against City and got away with on Saturday, you know. Um, but you get nothing at Old Trafford, and we got nothing that day. But we came back fighting after that United game, and I think that's solidified the team as well. That that defeat, um. United have 38 points in fairness. Dan Hack has turned them around himself. You know, it looked dodgy there. Come September, they were functioning around the bottom. But since they got rid of Ronaldo, like we do with Aubameyang, they've kind of strengthened, you know, the bit more team unity. But um, at home, was it 3-1 last season? Yeah. 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 Saka scored that cracker, didn't he? Yeah. Yep, and then there's also that wonderful penalty miss. That was glorious. We don't <laughs> talk about Bruno. About no, no. <laughs> no, no. Um, <laughs> a big game, lads. I think this be a bigger test than the Spurs game. I think United are more unified than Spurs are. You know, uh, I think I, I thought this one out of two was going to be the bigger test. Um, I'm not going. Uh, I'll probably give my prediction at the end when you have given yours. <laughs> Might go with 2 0 because Ozzy was right. So stick, stick a bet on, lads. You've heard stick it before, sir. Stick a bet on 2 0. Arteta, are you listening? <laughs> um, oh, oh, Ivan Tony, are you listening? Well, I. Eamon, are you more Merlot than Perdo? Sorry. Um, is anyone going to say Eamon's favourite saying? <laughs> anyone dare say it? Oh, but it's so <laughs> frustrating, dude. Anyone dare read. <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking horrendous. <laughs> we might leave it for Eamon, sorry. <laughs> um, I come to Craig. How do you see the game going on Sunday, Craig? Are you optimism, optimistic, sorry? Yeah, going over the game on Sunday. Um, I, I'm optimistic, but you know, I know you know you're a good side, so you know. Um, I said it. I said at the start of the sports game, out of the next out of the sports and the United game, I take four points. Um, I, th- I thought that would be reasonable, you know. Um, look, I, I do think I do think we win on Sunday. I think too, I do think it's going to be a very difficult game. Um, you know, I, I think United will probably let us have the ball, and they might try to do what Spurs did. They might try counter us. Yeah. Um, you know, they had the likes of Rashford, Martial, 
Anthony Deer that, you know, they're fast, so they'd probably be waiting for us to kind of slip up a pass and then, you know, go in behind and like they normally do. I don't see them really coming to play. Um, you know, they are in a good run of form, United, but again, you know, they haven't, they haven't really played many bar City. You know, they're playing a lot of kind of weaker. Yeah. Words. You know, it's, it's a bit of a false run in my opinion yeah. because, you know, Emery, didn't Emery go 27 games unbeaten? Yeah, you know, yeah. And again, I don't think we played a lot of good teams in that period. You yeah. know, like fair enough, nine wins in a row, brilliant, fair play to them. And I think he is <laughs> he's a manager, you know. Um, I think he will have them, he will have them, you know, maybe contending the likes of next year. But I, I think we've a, a stronger starting 11 than them. Um, I think technical wise, we're a lot better. You know, we, we keep the ball a lot better, we probably pass the ball a lot better than them. So, I am optimistic, but again, you kind of have to keep your eye on Rashford. Um, the only thing that worries me slightly about this game is if we are drawing, say, you know, come the 70, 75th minute, will he comply with steam like we, like, like we did against Newcastle? Because I think if we're drawing or, we're, you know, losing come the last 15 minutes of a game, nobody really to bring on that's going to impact the game. Maybe Smith-Rowe might be a bit fairer this week to come on yeah. and change things, but... Um, you know, a lot of the games this season we've started, you know, quickly, early, and we've kind of got one, went one or two up, and I think that's really the main reason we've got a lot of wins. So, uh, you know, I am optimistic. I'd love a win. I, I think we will win, but if it was a draw, I wouldn't be, you know, crying about it. If we if we win and City, sorry, if we drew and City were to win, you know, still be six points in it, so we'd still be ahead. But I am. I think we always, you know, even I think prediction wise, I'll go. 3-1 Arsenal. I think the same as a reverse picture. So, yeah. <laughs> and you're living dangerous there. I hope, we do because, <laughs> I hope we do beat United on Sunday, especially because Gary Neville still, still doesn't think we win the league and he thinks that Man City and United finish out of us. Yeah. So, I all I can say about Gary, Gary Neville is he's a knobhead. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse it's, my friend. He never shows, that he doesn't it. give us recognition even when we are playing over skin this season, and to be honest, we're top of the league, we're top of the league for a reason, and we I think by far not being not being biased around but I think we we we've been better than City this season. You know, City have stuttered a lot this season. You know, they've what drawn drawn three, lost three. You know, and I think even the games that they have won without Haaland, I think they've would have really struggled. And I think letting Sinchenko, Sterling. And Jesus' goal, I think, was a bit of a, you know, I, I scratched my head in that one, to be honest with you, you know. Um, it does bring it back to what Craig said. United, since the restart, they've beaten Forrest at home, uh, Wolves away, and Bournemouth at home, and then obviously City. So, like as Craig says, they're all teams really struggling, you know. Um, and it, 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 being a big team, you'd expect to be beaten sides like that. But look, hats off to Ten Hag. He's got rid of Ronaldo and he's kind of done what Arteta done. You know, he's not afraid to tell it like it is. And that's the only way you can manage a club, you know. And he seems to have control where other managers were kind of listening to the chairman, weren't they, and all about who they could get in and all. Um, Lottie, how do you see the game going on Sunday? Another big one? Yeah, it's going to be 3 no Arsenal. No hesitation. Um, <laughs> as you said, they've been playing little teams. The Manchester derby, there's always something a bit more on the line, just like the North London derby. So they're going to come to win. 
and plus the fact that they were at home, weren't they? Yeah. I don't remember. I kind of watched it, but I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry. But, just, uh, um, but yeah, no, Freno Arsenal and Bruno Fernandes to cry. cry. Oh, I'd love to see that. Love that. <laughs> yeah, it would be nice to see. All right, yeah. Um, you can, yeah, I can see a home victory be tired enough, but yeah, I got to go with two yeah. nil. If said there's that. anything like last season, it'll be a good game, either way. Yeah, big time. Yeah, um, I think every team that are coming to the Emirates are fearing us now. You know, they're, they're fearing if we get a quick start, that could be the end of United. You know, we could overrun them. Um, as as Craig said, the only person we've got to worry about is Rashford. I think that young dad. Nobody else bothers me, but he's been really good since he's been away and come back from the World Cup. Really I think Casemiro as well. He's solid enough, isn't he? He can. Mm. He breaks up play. You know, he, he does a job for them. Uh, he's just one of those players that he's just stubborn, isn't he? You know, he's just you can't get by him. He has to make. He get. He makes it. Tomorrow, he's out of the game. Is he? Yeah. You know, by tomorrow. They're playing Palace tomorrow, so if they got a yellow, yeah. Casemiro be out on Sunday, so. That'll be a big plus because he's a good, he is a good player. Yeah, if they win that one, they what six points off us then? Yeah, yeah. Fourth yeah. Game so. game and we'll get game yeah. And City are playing Torsi against Spurs as well. Remember, um, yeah. Spurs could go there and get a draw because they always seem to do fairly well away at City. They've, they've got yeah. a draw, a few draws, haven't they, over the last few years? But Conte and Guardiola as well, each <laughs> other, don't they? Um, Ozzy, how do you see the game going Sunday yourself? You'll be at it along with Lottie and Craig. How do you see it going? Yeah, um, I'm gonna go for an Arsenal win, but you, you know, I think it's gonna be t- it's gonna be tight. Um, I, I think personally, United are well coached. I think um, yeah. Ten, Ten Hag is, is is a good manager. I think they're in good hands, and unfortunately, it pains me to say it, but I think we've seen the worst of United for a few years now. Mm. Um, and and I think they will be on the upward trajectory, whether it's this season or or, or next. But I think we, we've seen the worst of them for a while. If if they keep Ted Hag, that is. Um, Casemiro versus Partey and Jacker. I think in midfield is going to be the battle to watch. I think that's where the game is going to be won or lost for me with Ericsson as well. Um, I think and Fred. I think it is a place in the midfield for them. So like I say, if Casemiro gets yellow tomorrow, that'll be a result. Yeah. Um, and Patrick Vieira is just a bit for United, doesn't he? So hopefully he gives a few of them a kick in a tunnel. Um, <laughs> and picks on Gary Neville to boot as well. Why not? Why not? Because he'll be there as well. Yeah, um, I, I am worried about Marcus Rashford. Um, if memory serves, he plays on the left, doesn't he? So, so you're looking at Benny White. Um, so it's going to be a big game for Ben White. And there's, to be honest, I think he's got everything he needs to be able to keep him quiet. Um, so that'll be an interesting battle. Um, so similar to the sort of Spurs game, I think there's a lot of battles over the pitch and, and it's who comes out on top. Um, I think the midfield, you know, we just need to play like we did against Spurs. Um, if we come out and go for that early goal, um, I think Craig was right to draw comparisons with Newcastle because I think it would be a similar game. It will either be a, yeah. a, a nil-nil draw or a high-scoring match. And that sounds really contradictory, but it all depends what happens in that first 15, I think. Um, will determine what sort of match we're going to watch. I'm hoping it's for the latter, um, a high-scoring one, just for the excitement of it, as long as we come out on top. Um, I was toying toying with a 1-0, but I'm going to go 2-1, because I think um, United have got a goal in them as well. Um, but yeah, look, they're well coached. Um, I hate United just as much as I hate Spurs, to be honest, yeah. I think, because of the rivalry in my childhood. Um, but it, this is a big, big, big game. 
Um, and if we come out on top of this, um, you know, I, I think I keep saying this every week, we'll start believing, but we've got to start believing at some point. And I think for, for me, for, for me, this is such a big game. I looked at these two fixtures and thought, if we get six points from these, um, then we've got a real chance. Um, and I'm not getting carried away. I think it's warranted to start saying that now. I think you're right, Ozzy. I think you really are right. I think if we if we beat these on Sunday, everyone will take notice. Yeah. Not, that, not that they haven't yet, but, you know, just, just think- listen to I think our, uh, we, we warrant we warrant it if we do, don't we? You know, yeah. we've shown up against, you know, and, and they're not just one-offs. And everyone talks about the Man City games, but if we can go into those Man City games not not needing a result, yeah. amazing would that be? You know, so um, yeah. and I do think we'll do we'll get something against City at home. If um, you know, um, I, I, I really do think that away from home we don't know, but we're talking a long way off now. But yeah. Um, it all depends, like, on are we going to talk about transfers and stuff, but I think, you know, there's not going to be any transfers that are going to affect the game on Sunday, I don't believe, unless we do something really quick. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, th- I think United playing, I think Craig made a good point, United are playing tomorrow. That's not that's not easy as well, playing, playing, that's playing, you know. No. no, and um, and it all depends on that result, because if they lose that result, that changes that momentum, it changes, yeah. you could yeah. get a re- you could get a different game, you could get... Even a draw. Out. Yeah, you know, yeah, so if they drop, yeah. I see if they drop points, if they lose, they might want to react against us. Um, it could change a whole lot of things and how the game's going to look. So really, tomorrow night's really important. Um, but yeah, like I said, I just like Patrick Vieira laces up his boots and goes around and kicks a few of them. Um, <laughs> he owes us yeah, that to me. But yeah, yeah, it's it, 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 it's Steph. I still think it's a two games against City. Hmm. Could determine where you know. But I, I, we're saying City all the time. Newcastle are creeping. Exactly. You know, if City yeah. lose any more points, you could nearly write them off. You know, I know we're saying about uh, City, Johnny, but I actually I, I made the mistake looking at our, our April fixtures today. I know, yeah. No, no, I've seen them as well on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. But I, it's not about it's. You look at I. I looked at all these. 38 games when I got this fixture guide in August and I was in fear of all them but <laughs> we're 18 games in on top with one defeat you know yeah, I, 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 I think February, March Everton Brentford, Villa Leicester Bournemouth, Fulham and Palace yeah. there we could be going into April and that we could have it all but one mid-April I, I think in April going into April running like you'd, I'd want to be you know Eight points and above, you know, going into that room because, you know, <laughs> did you think? Yeah, I know City, what you mean. You want a cushion, yeah. You know, Man City, people right, Man City, you're off their peril because you know they're capable <laughs> of going a 10 11 game win because and that's that's just the case, you know. Yeah, so if we don't win the title and, and they did go on a run, you know, hats off to them, but we're definitely favorites. It's great. Like even just to say that it's just it's not right, you know. It isn't like we've got Leeds, Liverpool, West Ham, Southampton, City, and Chelsea on in April. And of course, throw in the Europa League if you're that should be around the semi final stage, shouldn't it? Around that. Still got my room booked, mate. Still got my room booked. <laughs> Where the Europa League final is being held here in Dublin next year, yeah. So we won't have yeah. to worry about that. We'd be in the Champions League, though. <laughs> um, Not here, and that's in Wembley. Is it? Yeah, the Champions League mm. next year. 
lovely. So you can say lot, 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 you can we lost out in Felix the week before, and we lost out in Mudrick. His head was torn somewhere along the line, you know. Um, I thought we were really close getting him, you know. I think Arteta did as well. And Rafinha looks like going to be, you know, Barcelona seemed to want to get him off the books quick before the end of this window. Um, we were linked with him in the summer, and I'd still love, like to take him. I still think he's a good, he's a proven player than Modric, you know, he's shown it in the French League with, I think it was a Ren, I think he played for and uh, he had a great two seasons with Leeds, pretty much kept him up on his own, I think, being honest, uh, last season. Uh, I haven't seen much of him for Barcelona, he doesn't really start week on week, but anytime I've seen him, he's he's a danger to the opposition. Um, I'll come to you again, Craig, what did you make of all the whole Modric and possible Rafinha and of course, reading the newspaper this morning, Declan Rice, seventy million pounds. Yeah. yeah. Um, look, I was disappointed not to get Modric. I think he is a good player. Um, you know whether he'll actually suit Chelsea's style and whether he'll succeed there is another um, is another question. Uh, the whole deal that Chelsea did with them, you know, it just it seems very strange from the get go because you know I've seen today that twenty two million is going towards the Ukraine Ukrainian army. You know, yeah, it's very odd, isn't it? It's very, you know, there's definitely a lot of politics in that transfer deal there with Chelsea, which, you know, it doesn't surprise me. I think I've mentioned on this podcast two or three times that I'm not a fan of Chelsea. I just think they're a horribly run club. And, you know, they're, they're not they're just not a good a good club or, you know, the way they're run, just I don't agree with it. But um, forget about Chelsea. Um, yeah, I, I think he will be a good player. He might appear to be a good sign for Chelsea. I was good not to get him. You know, we were kind of close from close to getting him for two weeks or so. Uh, Rafinha, yeah, look, I, re- I did really want him in the summer um, and he went to Barcelona. Again, Chelsea ran in for him, shock. But um, will it happen or not? I'm not sure. I've seen 90 million quoted for Rafinha and 90 million quoted for Moose at the Abbey. It's yeah. also linked to us from Leverkusen. Again, you know, to be honest with you, I think Arsenal are sounding out Rafinha or Moussa Diaby. I think they're the two alternatives. Whether they get either one, I don't know. You know, it's a true, it's a true ninety billion at Rafinha. You know, I was just seen yesterday that Rafinha actually said he wants to stay there, but you know, Barcelona need money, so you know there could be a deal there to be done. Uh, two other kind of alternatives to that, um, who I think realistically. Could sign this window is Trossard or Ferran Torres. Yeah, um, I, I like Trossard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tross, Trossard. You know, twenty five million. They won run from. He's twenty eight. Only only went twenty eight there two weeks ago. He's prem proven. You know, I like that sign. And I think in a three or four year deal, I, I think he'd do well for it. You know, I don't think we do enough of these deals where the Premier League proven players players are signed. You know, I know we probably are a little bit reluctant. Um, to sign the players over 26 years of age. You now I think the club are looking at, you know, 26 and under, but, you know, the, the, quad is, the squad is quite young. And I think if you got like the likes of Trossard in, it'd be a very good option from the bench. You know, he won't start week in, week out, but 
rugby league games, I think he, you know, be very good. And you know, he's been coached by Potter at the Zerbi, so yeah, he was similar coaches to you know, pressing side coaches that are where Arteta coaches. So he might be an option. I think maybe towards the end of the window, I think they will try for Rafinha or maybe a Ferran Torres now. I've seen 50 million quote for Ferran Torres. I think he will be a good signing because he can play striker and on the wing. Um, he probably didn't do brilliant that Man City, but you know, it's a lot of competition there. Um, just on the Declan Rice rumours, yeah, look, 78 million for Declan Rice. I think he'd be a brilliant sign for Arsenal. Again, I don't really re- read too much into it because I think it'll go to Chelsea. I think Chelsea's throw a book at him. You know, Arsenal offer 200 grand a week. Chelsea offer 250 grand a week. He was at Chelsea as a boy, and I think he's best friends with Mason Mount. So, you know, although I'd lo- absolutely love Royce, I just I just think it'd love Chelsea. And look, that, that's going to be the way you now for because Bowley and Chelsea seem to throw the book at every player. And, you know, money talks, unfortunately. Yeah, I think it was refreshing. They said, I think, in the back pages yesterday, Graham Potter saying they can't keep throwing money to solve the problem. You know, and it's great to see a manager saying that, and that'd probably be his death nail. Saying that as well. <laughs> Don't get rid of him. Don't get rid um, of him. Back I, it's, the, I thought as well, regarding the Mudrick deal, seven and a half years or so, you know, they, that's pretty eight, much... Eight and, eight and one. We're not going to go to eight, yeah. What did you no, make it, of the whole team? I thought it was eight and a half years with an option for a year extension to make it nine and a half. I think seven and a half with a year extension. <laughs> yeah. That's what I so he's going to spend out of his career at one yeah. it's, it's how they got changed and yeah, that's it's the way around FFP. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's very it's very disheartening, you know, when you've your heart like Craig promised us that he'd be lining out against United and uh, <laughs> Thomas Campbell is that your name. I thought he was. <laughs> uh, what do you make of it all, um, Lottie, the transfer saga was losing out in Felix and Modric and possible signings coming in? I'll be honest with you, I hate transfer windows. <laughs> but I'm only interested in players who want to come play for my club, not yeah. because they, they want a nice big fat paycheck. Okay. You don't want to come play for my club, I don't want you. Simple as. Yeah. And like, it really kind of ticked me off with all this announcement. We've just had a massive North London derby and you're sitting there moaning. Like, we've lost over a transfer. For, do you know what? I'm just not interested in, in players like that. You bang on. You've got a player for your club who's more interested in the North London derby. What does that tell you? That was a political transfer. End of story, yeah. to me. And I'm I'm not interested in players like that. If he, if he wanted to come to us, he should have just done that instead of got instead of gone over to the um, bus stop in Fulham. So. <laughs> I thought Zinchenko had turned his head to join us, you know. You unfollowed um, him on Instagram. Probably had done, but it's, <laughs> it's looking more and more political as, as we read into it. So there's not, not much we can do about it, but I don't see him lasting two seasons at Chelsea. He'll be out on loan within maybe a year minimum. It's way that close to being run at the moment, yeah. It won't be plain sailing, yeah. I think even Aubameyang yeah. wants out, yeah. Um, but wow. I don't think, even, I don't think Potter's really happy there looking at him, you know. I don't think he's having it his home. I think it was a mistake leaving Brighton. He was onto a good thing there. and The grass yeah, is not as great. Yeah. I think that's the Zerbi lad is a good coach. Though. He's he's kept Brighton going. I, I thought they'd struggle with Potter gone, but um, likes of Sonny March, I wouldn't mind. He's, he's a good player, actually. Um Ozzy, your take on the transfer um, 
Well, firstly, firstly, I'll just say about the, the Felix one for me. I thought was um, ridiculous. Five months to have a player who you're gonna, you're only gonna improve for another club, and he's not gonna. You, there's no option to buy. I think no option to buy loan deals are rubbish. So, and then he goes and gets sent off in 20 minutes into a game, which maybe <laughs> like so 20. So 20 percent of his time is going to be spent suspended anyway. Um, and then so so Mudrick, I don't think I've ever seen a player least as thrilled about a transfer as anyone else. Yeah. Um, Chelsea fans celebrate that as a win, but how could you celebrate that as a win when he's been twerking at Arsenal for the last four weeks? Yeah. Um, to be honest, it, it really makes me chuckle that um, you can celebrate that as a as a bigger club statement and stuff like that. He he wanted to come to Arsenal. Now, look, I'm, I'm with Lottie on that. If you don't want to come to Arsenal, you want to go for that big fat paycheck, go because we yeah. that's not, we've got we've got a, sta- a stable established team. They all want to play for the badge. Um, and I don't want someone like that who's going to come in and, and, and that sort of character. And I think, you know, I think we were right to stand by the decision. We are the Arsenal and um, and, and we're not to be held to ransom over players. Um, and I think no players bigger than the club. Exactly, exactly that. So, so um, I'm excited by the, the talk of Declan Rice. It's yeah. interesting you said about yeah. Mason Mount, but will Mason Mount get in Chelsea? I can't see him being there. For a bit because he's going to be taken over by Madrid yeah, um, yeah, in yeah. his position. So, um, so, so it'd be interesting to see that development on Declan Rice. Um, and also, you know, someone like Declan Rice must look at the project we've got. He must look at the feel-good factor we've got, the type of players we've got, the up-and-coming players, and he can be. A... Declan Rice is one of the players I, I, I like seeing at the Emirates. So I didn't see him at um, the game of boxing. Yeah, over. he played but, a man's that night. Uh, yeah, he's a solid, solid. Well, you player. don't see on the camera. He's very, isn't he? He's very. He yeah. just breaks up play effortlessly and sets up play. You know, he's very tidy. Yeah. Well, I've said, I've said before on previous pods. For me, that central midfield. If anything happens to Partey and Xhaka, that's where we're gonna, that's where we're in trouble. Um, yeah, because you've got. Yeah. No, no, and I did hear that, and I, you know, and, and that, that that still worries me. That central midfield. Yeah. Um, play so you know I, I was hoping that you know they're talking about a summer transfer but whether they can get over the line before now I don't know I don't know but um, but uh, that central midfield is for me um, Moussa Diaby don't really know much about him no so I know I he's happy with Diaby's brother I think yeah <laughs> oh, who knows I don't know I don't, I don't know if he has that injury I don't know too much about about him, but to be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit like Lottie in that. Um, I, I, you know, I just I wait for the clubs to announce it. I, I, I was gutted about Madrid um, because yeah, it, you know it looked like yeah. it, it looked like so. I didn't know too much about him. I, I read up quite a bit about him in the reports since he got linked to us towards the latter stages when it looked like we was going to sign him. I think it came <laughs> as a bit of a shock. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, but I won't. Trossard, Trossard, I think, is a great player. I think you're right in saying that's the type of player I'd rather... Because don't forget, you look at our 11, whoever's going to come into his side is going to struggle to play week in, week out anyway. So you need those players. I also like that. um, I know I I saw his name mentioned in transfer news, but it's right. The other Brighton player, what's his name? The uh, left Uh, winger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so again, he Matoma. Yeah, Matoma, that's it. Yeah, yeah. so Matoma, he was brilliant against us. Yeah, um, and I, yeah, and I mm. thought, you know, so that's the sort of player I think we should be looking at. He's probably not going to please the fans or the transfer fans, but I think we need to look at someone that's going to willing to, you know, sit it out on a bench and wait for their chance. Yeah. And there's going to be plenty of football to be played with Europa as well. I think. 
you know, just, just, yeah, just, just calm down. Just like, you know, if we don't, we didn't get Mudrick, so what? You know, there's going to be another one there. I think someone put a post on there when we didn't get Bohilovic and we get Jesus. Um, you know, they listed the yeah. players. They listed the players. That I think we that missed was one of my on. retweets. <laughs> yeah, was it? Was it? It probably was one of yours. But that was fantastic. You know, like you give five examples where we've missed out on a player and the player with signs going on to be like a, a, a cracking, um, you know, one, one of the Arsenal first teamers. So, so yeah, let's put our trust in Edu. Let's put our trust in Arteta. They haven't let us down before. Um, they're doing they're part of the project. Um, and, 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 yeah, just let's look forward to that. Yeah, as Paul Merson said on post-match, he says, why, why upset the apple cart? You know, why... Ruined the wage budget, wage budget as well. When Arteta has a tight eleven, there, why, why ruin it for one player that mightn't end up being anything? You know, do we? I'm sure he would have been Mudrick under Arteta, but I just see, as Craig said, it's just a mess of a club at the moment, isn't it, Chelsea? You know, there's no, there is no project. They just want quick success, like Abramovich done in his first yeah. season. They're throwing money at it and hope yeah. they want. The only, yeah. the only worry I, I have to me is that. I, I do think the club will get a player or two in. But, like, you know, I, I think Arteta really deserves it because, look, we all know, you know, if Thomas Partey or Saka got injured, that would really affect us, you know. And, look, no matter what player we get in and transfer was, they're not going to be the same as them two players. No, they're so, not, no. Yeah. You know, we, we don't... We, you know, I've mentioned it before. You know, we have a good kind of 12, 13 players. After that, then, you know... Struggling. The quality is, is, is very it's very clear to see. So, yeah. you know, because if we started so well, you know, it's a season where we could win the league, which is absolutely crazy. I think he really deserves, you know, one or two players to be brought in to boost the squad. I don't I don't believe in this, you know, you might unsettle the squad, you know. Realistically, whoever's gonna come in is gonna be a big player, a big power player, you know, for the summer. So, you know, players should be jumping the bit to come to Arsenal because you know buy, buy into the project. Players, Buying into the project, it's buying, got, into the, it's buying into the project, but wanting to play every week is another thing, isn't it? Because when yeah. players sign, they want to play every you know, and I think mm-hmm. we've got lucky that these players, even when they don't start, they're not kicking up in the media or on Twitter, you know, they're happy mm-hmm. enough to sit there and they will get their chance. But there was one player I'd like to see come back, and I think it's worth coming back off loan. Is Balogun off Reims? I think he's matured so much. And he's a good, good player, isn't he? Just when you see, just look at the bench, uh, striker wise, there's really nothing there to call on, is there at all? You know, he sues out, and you know, you've got Vieira, he's created midfielder and all, but he's still very lightweight. And I still think I had to say that he doesn't use him in certain games because you know, he'll just be bullied. You know, and I think it probably is a bit of a worry for Arteta now. What is it? Two this day, two weeks. I think it's the last day of the window. I think yeah. is there enough time to bring in that player you want? I, I tell, it could be like similar to last January. You mightn't, you won't overspend. You know, you, you we're definitely not going to be spending eighty-eight million like Chelsea done and Modric. You know, be, just because he's they saw. Martin Stumble's video he stuck up off his compilation of him <laughs> as good as it was thanks very much Martin for spending the day doing that you can take it right down <laughs> he's had 330 um, Chelsea views on that <laughs> so frustrating <laughs> <laughs> but, 
What um, I will say about Chelsea, just one more thing. My heart goes out to Amari Hutchinson that's threw away his career by joining Chelsea. Um, yeah. Because, because he was a talent. Um, and yeah. he's, he's basically yeah. just threw his career down the pan. Um, and he'll be playing for Oxford United in the FA Cup in a couple of years' time. So good luck yeah. to him. Um, yeah. It shows your, when your head is torn, you rue the consequences, don't you? Yeah. Um, but look... We, we, we look, we, we move on. I'm sure Edu and Arteta has, uh, oh, I say, oh, I'd love to see Rafina there because I think he'd do well even just for half a season if that's all it was, you know, like just to fill in for the Europa League and all. I think he'd, he'd help us out. And it's getting a player that would help you out, you know, and not hold you back, you know. Um, is there anything else, um, Arthur, a later football radio as you like brought up? Mm. Just looking forward to seeing the new stadium wraps because they're going up. Yeah, today, right? oh, they're beautiful. Yeah. They're they're absolutely nice? yeah. beautiful. I yeah. managed to go around to the um the art gallery of them and they're oh they're amazing. I've got to say I am absolutely loving the women's the one with the women's wrap on the Champions League trophy. Yeah. I'm absolutely loving it. Oh, that's yeah. um, it's just nice to see the, the girls like Rachel Yankee, Alex Scott. There's a few more on there. I can I can go on for for ages yeah. about who's on there, but. It's just brilliant to see, and you've got them side by side with the likes of Rocky, Henri, and it's just it's so good to see. I'm glad we haven't been left back. The women haven't been forgotten. Yeah, the rest of it is brilliant. Yeah. I really do love the Highbury. What do you think of the Highbury one? Oh, it's fantastic. Up fantastic. close, it's brilliant. You've got all the managers down the bottom. You can spot Arsene Wenger a mile off with his... I just hope they bring it out as a print. I hope they bring it out as a print to sell, because I'll, I'll, I'll be buying that. Um, yeah. Me too. Mrs. Oz doesn't know. Me too. I mean, the pictures are taken. I'm going to blow up and put on my ball anyway. It's great to see um, the Dublin Ursel being uh, represented in in it as well. Uh, Absolutely brilliant, you know. Um, And it's great to see. It's a bad need. I looked for when I saw that one. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully, we get the podcast somewhere on the wall as well. (laughs) Be really top now, wouldn't it? No, yeah. it's, it's in bad need of um, a renovation, isn't it? Like it needs to be added. Stuff needs to be added to the stadium because in it's nearly it'd be twenty years old, lads, in three years' time, which is mad. Yeah. You know, years away from Highbury, um, and hopefully Wenger gets his statue as well. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that's you know long and long overdue. You know, yeah. Absolutely. But without Wenger, to be no Emirates Stadium. Yeah. His vision. For Ursula, yeah. is all coming true in the, in all these players now we're watching. Mm-hmm. Um, as he says, ninety minutes is like pleasing a woman. Send her home happy with three points. <laughs> Look, he um, knew all along. He brought Arteta into the club. <laughs> he knew all along. Wenger knows. Wenger knows what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, look. Long made the 90 minutes, treat every woman nice if we win the title. <laughs> Get to become future Arsenal fans. Here we go. <laughs> um, no, um, hopefully spores continue to decline and uh, it's onwards and upwards for us. Ah, <laughs> uh, St. Tottenham's day is on, on the horizon. My laptop is about to die there, lads. So okay, just... thanks, Craig. Um, okay, I'd just like to thank Craig, Ozzy and Lottie for their contributions this week. Um, as always, you can catch our show on the Dublin Arsenal YouTube channel. And uh, I'd like to dedicate uh, this episode and all episodes this January to Weird.ie for depression and bipolar disorder and to Dublin 15 Suicide Awareness. Um, until next week, uh, it's been a pleasure. We'll see you all then. Thanks. 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 Come on, you guys.
Come on, indeed. <laughs>